Big Fluff. Very first light, Chief. Sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, it's kind of like old squares in a battle, like you see in a calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo, and the idea was, shark comes the nearest man, that man, he start pounding and hollering and screaming, and sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white and then... Oh, then you hear that terrible high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red and in spite of all the pounding and the hollering, they all come in they... Rip you to pieces. Citizen Kane of Podcasters, Joel Murphy and Lars Periwinkle. Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. How's it going, Lars? Awesome. Sweet. Welcome to welcome to round two of the Mabel Madness Memorial Hobo Tournament Madness Championship. Those were all the right words, but not in the correct order. I don't remember the name of this particular thing that we do. The Mabel Memorial Hobo Madness. Ah, well, now I can't say it. The Mabel Memorial Hobo Madness Tournament. Yes, we made a mistake naming this tournament and coming with us. I definitely don't remember this... <laughs> why it's called the Mabel Memorial. No, either. either. <laughs> on this journey, um, coming to us um, with mercy and grace is our uh, is our friend Aaron Fox. Hello, Aaron. That is the only time in my life I've ever been described as graceful. You've given me a gift. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Full, full of grace. If anyone tells you otherwise, they're, they're goddamn lying to you. Coming... Coming to us from the We Have to Ask podcast on the Peak Sloth Network, it is uh, Marty McGuire and Jonathan Monroe, and we're, we're pleased to have you both. What's up, guys? Uh, we're introduced as a pair, as it should be. I like it. Oh, hello. Coming to us, um, like, <laughs> furiously blinking SOS into the chat. We'll come and save you soon. It's Molly Regan, everybody. Help. <laughs> And uh, Joel Joel Murphy's uh, better half on Silver Linings Playback, a podcast you can find on Peak Sloth Network, where uh, two guys try to say very nice things about movies. It's not easy to say nice things about. It is Andy McIntyre. No one's described me as graceful either. <laughs> and they never will. At least he oh, didn't describe you as a bald redhead again. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at this list that we got. 
Maguire, Monroe, McIntyre, Murphy, Regan, someone's going to cut off a finger in this second round, probably. <laughs> I actually, I, I brought you all here to tell you that I don't want to be your friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're boring. <laughs> but I'm a nice guy. <laughs> You used to be nice too, or maybe you I'm never nice were. <laughs> You're all fucking boring. <laughs> uh, well, can I ask you guys a question? Oh, oh go ahead. Y'all ready for this? So it's Lars who's going to be cutting off fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty sure. Did I misunderstand? I thought Lars requested that the last round. I don't, I don't like the NFL on Fox theme. I think I've said that. Then why do we keep playing it if you hate it so much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why we keep playing it. It's the reason why I'm always here. Bingle balls. God damn it. <laughs> this show sucks. This show is so silly. Our first matchup of the Elite Eight Round Pits, Supercop Jessica Yang against the Birds. Wow, that was really fast turnaround from uh, Attenborough there. Yeah, it's weird that he didn't have the same sort of long speeches that he had in the first round. It's almost as if he had about 10 minutes to record those in between these two recordings. Attenborough is in his 90s. He's he's trying to do things quickly these days. Yeah. Okay, so we have Supercop, Michelle Yeoh, a.k.a. Jessica Yang, versus Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, Birds. And before you ask Marty, the birds are all cops. They're all cops? The cop birds. Everyone involved in this cop matchup birds. cops. <laughs> They know too much. <laughs> they're the first line of defense, Marty. Ew. But also, they're, they're cop birds, so they won't sing. <laughs> they have qualified immunity. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> it's a Maybe swarm, nobody wins. Though. So I feel like, so yeah, many no birds. one wins. But yeah, the, I feel like the birds would probably win. Well, I'm not allowed to actually vote for Supercop because ACAB. Uh, just just bringing that back uh, for this round. And uh, that said, she, she would probably win, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she took down a, a hippo in the yeah, first she round. She did take down a hippo. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's doing her dirty to be like, a hippo you've got, but birds. Although it is interesting. Like, we... we we talked a lot about whether Samuel L. Jackson would survive the birds 
but we didn't talk as much about like, what does it mean to win against the birds? I think like we really all mentally stopped at survival. Like you survive until the birds stop. Right. So luckily for you, Marty, this being the the second round of the tournament, I have created a uh, perfunctory scenario. It's not much of a scenario, but here's what I'm thinking. The goal of the birds is to get people to leave where they are. They just don't want people around them. As we know, the Alfred Hitchcock birds, we only see them attack one town. Um, there were reports that there may have been attacks in other towns, but we're just dealing with this one seaside town in, I think, you know, central northern California. So what I'm thinking is, is that the birds want Jessica Yang to leave her house. They, they, want, they want her to leave and move away and never come back. But they know they can't defeat Jessica Yang because she's, she's a super cop. So, can can the birds harass her enough to leave? And is is she or is she not stubborn enough or fearful enough to leave her home and never return? Isn't she not in her home in the film Super Cop? Doesn't and wouldn't she not be in her home? In, like she's she would be visiting this location. She's not. She doesn't live there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I think officially she lives in China. Right. So I'm uh, saying I don't think she has any issue getting out of there. She is, she's she's a Hong Kong per- police officer yeah. who is sent to China. Which does so that the, help the birds, Marty? The birds are just the birds are waiting out her vacation time. But yeah, Marty, does that help your scenario if she's out of her jurisdiction? So she has no authority. No, you know, it didn't help for John McClane. So it, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I don't know. Like Lars, the way you set that up, I think that just means the birds always win because the right move is to leave. <laughs> like getting away from attacking birds, I think is a, is a smart move that people will try early on. But will she? Will she let the birds defeat her? No. No, she's going to beat the birds. Because the I think faces on the rest of this Zoom meeting, I we're, we're either deep in thought or doing a lot of research on birds right now. I just think like she she uses a lot of vehicles in Super Cop, so I think that she could. It, it's similar to like the phone booth thing. If she can get to like some sort of I don't know construction vehicle or or something that can do a lot of damage to a lot of birds, she can get uh, to where a bunch of windmills are. <laughs> she just gets in a car. <laughs> And drives them to a windmill field. Right. What you're probably thinking of are wind turbines. Yeah. Offshore wind farms. No, I'm thinking of windmills. Like are the old, of, like old wood. There's a bunch of windmills. She, she takes a car to the Dutch countryside. <laughs> but yeah, so I was thinking of wind turbines. Like if she can get them to like, as Bradley Cooper eloquently put it in that dumb movie that we nominated for an Oscar, a fucking wind farm. There really just, are a lot of vehicles in this movie. Yeah, she can just like guide them all down to like Southern California, like down to like the Inland Empire. That's what I think. Just, I like, think move them towards. That is what I'm picturing because, like, when I picture Super Cop, she's like always on a highway in vehicles. So I think she just gets to some kind of vehicle and the birds chase her, but she's leading them into a trap. Yeah, I just keep thinking like. If if it wasn't in California and if she was in Hong Kong, I'm like, you might have a scenario where like Chinese air pollution just ends up benefiting her and taking out the birds. 
Like, so the birds have followed her to mainland China? If they're specifically trying to terrorize her, if that's the issue, if they're just like, no. Yeah, if they're in it to win it. If they're like. in it to win it. <laughs> I think these birds are in it to win it. Yeah. They're yeah. competitive ass birds. Then okay, that might so be it. If the, the issue, birds... if the whole thing is like she's trying to lead them somewhere. Okay, so I think so. She gets in a car. She drives to the airport. They're following her to the airport. So that loses some of them. She gets on a plane. The turbines of the plane are going to take out some more of them. Then, yeah, I don't think that plane takes off. Actually, <laughs> like, <laughs> like bird strike is real, and that will keep a plane from leaving. Okay, but that or if plane it gets up, it comes back down. But then, how many of the birds are taking? She, it's an airport, so she could just go plane to plane. You know. <laughs> She jumps from play on the the tarmac. She's just jumping from one plane to another. Are there snakes on any of these planes? No, oh, not on shit. these planes. Okay, they're they're chartered in, over the cor- <laughs> they're standing over the corpse of Brian Mills somewhere. <laughs> okay, so Je- Jessica Yang has has said, "Okay, birds, you win," and leaves the town. The birds follow her. She gets on a plane. She tries to depart on the plane. The the birds clog <laughs> clog the the jet turbines. The plane crashes upon takeoff she survives that she gets on a boat goes to hawaii birds there the whole way brief stop off in hawaii to refuel and then on to china one million birds just chirping over this boat the whole way and then they land in hong kong birds can't (laughs) breathe they die i think that that is the most logical At each point in that, you're really just you're just following the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah, it's what would happen. Yeah, it's just physics. Yeah. Look, I'm just trying to set up scenarios for the option that the birds don't win, because frankly, as I've said before, I defer to the birds. So I'm just trying to throw out what might take them out. No, I'm saying I'm down for this. I'm voting for Jessica Yang. It's hard not to if it, if it matters at all. Um, uh, Pat Stork has put in his vote. <sighs> Michelle Yeoh takes command of the birds for future rounds. I don't know how she charmed the birds, but in his head, she now has a, she has <laughs> one million birds at her command. That's uh, very Lisa Simpson. You don't control the birds. You will <laughs> someday. <Yeah. laughs> all right, Marty, did you officially vote for? The birds? I I must officially vote for the birds. Okay. So I think that me, you, and Pat are the only people that have officially cast a vote. If I or Molly, did you vote or no? I will always defer to the birds. Okay. So that makes it two to two. I said the birds would win. Okay, it's three to two. And also I'm that also Lisa Simpson birds. thing is something I tell myself sometimes when I have a panic attack. Oh my god, I just, not when I have a panic attack. I just when I feel uh, well, I guess panic, when I feel overwhelmed. It's a mantra. It's a yeah, mantra. It's a mantra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamo. Uh, I was I was reading the back cover of the VHS for Super Cop Two. Um, Which she's not in. One. <laughs> she's. Oh wait, Super Cop Two. I thought you were saying yeah, Super uh, Cop 2. not Police no, no, Story no, no, Two. <laughs> Yeah. Not a police story too. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that stood out to me was that the police call on Jessica Yang to support them, which I think is something that's really important to think about. Um, these skills. I also watched a trailer for the the movie, um, and man, she's jumping on all sorts of vehicles. Right. Um, she's constantly in motion, which I think is only going to help her with the birds. 
Um, I don't know. She's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go super cop. All right. That. Uh, I. 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 I just got a good feeling. Yeah, that means it's yeah. all down to Lars. And and honestly, if 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 Supercop can take out a hippo, I I don't think there's. It's a lot any, of birds. Well, but again, I Supercop. Andy, I think you're forgetting all of the places that she travels and how many birds she thins out. <laughs> step of the way. Sheer attrition. Yeah, Stalingrad style. Yeah, she's going around the world, and eventually, <laughs> it's less and less birds at each stop. But yeah, Lars, we you. You got to weigh in here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at a, a four to three here. <clears throat> um, boy, oh boy, it's rough, isn't it? Um, <laughs> if, if the, if the birds were the regular birds you see in your backyard or on the shore, then of course, of course the super cop wins this. But the, those birds include crows, and it, if I have not made it clear enough already, <laughs> crows are smarter than us. They remember faces through generations. They're frightening, and they eat grapes, which is weird, and they study traffic patterns. So I'm Those are all that. descriptions of her as well. She can remember faces. She can eat grapes. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, and there's one of her and many thousands of crows. So, but she's a super cop. She is a super cop. Look, the tie was going to go to the birds anyway, so we're just yeah. calling birds. All right. Fair enough. Mm, wow. Fair enough. Well, those birds continue their march, though they may have been somewhat depleted. They're <laughs> unstoppable. Would you say that they're an unstoppable killing machine? No. Okay. Yeah, that's Jason Voorhees. That's an unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. <laughs> and Hannibal Lecter. Our next matchup is... Ellen Ripley versus our most ferocious opponent, an average Canadian goose. Hi, Andy. <laughs> if the goose can't, if the goose beat Dutch, then the goose beats Ripley. Boom. Love it. Agreed. Yeah, Love I have it. no problem with that. <laughs> Love it. All right. So that's, Andy, is that? I support you. I kind of want to see the goose versus the birds, honestly. It's going to happen. I called this back in round one. I mean, is this a unanimous? Did Pat vote? Oh, has he? Um, he didn't weigh in on that. We actually skipped to the next one. Okay. Well, it was just a foregone conclusion. Oh, you know what? Holy shit. No, I don't think I sent him that one. Oh, well, it sounds like it's unanimous. I don't know if anyone is voting for Ellen Ripley. Going I, once. I mean, let, let's. I, I'm so sorry. Ellen Ripley should beat the goose. <laughs> and it's really stupid that we're letting the goose continue. But I will also <laughs> let the goose continue and vote goose. <laughs> oh, no. I see Aaron. Aaron is thumbs downing. So is it, so it's I'm one against the goose. I feel like the goose should not have won the other round. It shouldn't no. have. I'm shouldn't not have. even dealing. Look, I'm engaging in magical thinking. I'm thinking about what if the goose didn't win? What would happen then? And I feel like Ellen Ripley is going to beat a goose. Uh, a goose doesn't even have like venom or a secondary mouth or it, their it beaks aren't even teeth. like Jamo, actually sharp. Wait. J-Mo is like having a visceral reaction to what I'm saying. 
I I agree with everything that you're saying, Aaron. However, many of us here put said goose into the position that the goose is in. And I have to say that if this goose was able to take down a helicopter and Arnold Schwarzenegger um, with a rocket launcher, because I, I, I really, I really want to point out the helicopter and rocket launcher. I feel like that those are two important pieces. You have pointed out I, the helicopter. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner. I appreciate you. I also just don't um, think we should live in the past. You know, we're, no, we are where yeah, we yeah. are. Great. Why are you bringing some old shit? No. Okay, in that case, Ripley. <laughs> yes, first of all. Second of all, here's what you're telling me, though. You're talking to me about a helicopter. You're talking to me about, like, some ground-based combat. combat. You're not talking to me about intergalactic battles, which is what Ripley has experience with. Yeah. She could. She's beat extraterrestrials why would she not be able to be yeah. a terrestrial goose okay. are, are you saying that uh, it didn't work for schwarzenegger than a xenomorph hey, guess what? maybe ripley would <laughs> okay. be short schwarzenegger now this is it's what true. i'm talking about I'm, that's now, that's now a debate worth having i would like to point out that jason Voorhees went to space and was able to destroy everyone so i no, think the goose i mean ellen ripley wasn't there also, yeah, true. he definitely okay, lost. Not, he for sure he lost. He definitely lost. In, yeah. Okay, has you the can, goose been to space? Uh, Aaron? Just eats one Russia, time? I'm sure, put a goose in space. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I will make a deal with you. Yes. I will offer you my okay. vote for Ellen Ripley if you can lay down the scenario in which she beats Dutch. That's all I want. I just want you to say that she beats Dutch. And say yeah. that I do, I do con condone this side challenge yes yeah because Maybe. she okay. uh, because aaron fox has a fantastic this, imagination yeah i just want to know how oh, it goes yeah. i just want to hear this battle that's all yeah okay hold on don't hold on we're on a podcast wait can you edit this out while i take like two seconds to think about this here i'll, I'll give you some thinking music for lars please. okay please <laughs> Okay. Versus. So, I think, yes. and also to help buy Aaron some time. Thank you. Venue, I think, matters in Ripley v. Dutch. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think that you're if you're in like a, an enclosed space, like a spaceship, heavy advantage Ripley. Heavy advantage. If it's like a boxing match in a ring, heavy advantage Dutch. Yes. You know, so yes. I think I think venue it very much matters. Oh, I was still thinking about a goose. I forgot that we're not actually talking about this tournament anymore. Okay, <laughs> this is for a vote. This is still related. It's also, a, this is a classic scenario because we've done alien versus predator. What we haven't done is alien opponent versus predator opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Which look the, if the losers yeah, bracket from that, that <laughs> encounter. Whoever loses, we win. That has to be the tagline. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. No notes. Okay, here's what's happening. They are in Guatemala. 
on honeymoon. They're married. <laughs> love it. I already I'm love here it. for it. Yeah. They're uh, in the middle of the night. Ripley wakes up. <laughs> Just like a inhale, like a sharp inhale. She shoots up in bed. And then Dutch puts his arm on her back and says, hey, don't, don't worry. You know, I love you. You're safe. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> and then he tenderly kisses her. Mm-hmm. Not how I saw this going, but yeah, sure. And then he pulls the covers over her head and he farts under the covers. <laughs> yeah, and up, she yeah, goes, that's how you got that name. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, then he uh, gently cups her breasts and they engage. <laughs> as uh as spouses for the first time ever while they waited (laughs) they waited for marriage (laughs) past the wedding night to the honeymoon uh and then dutch so deeply in love and enamored of uh ripley gives up a life of fighting and ripley doesn't she keeps fighting aliens and geese and that's how she wins (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right you got my vote uh, i thank you i yeah. i asked chat gpt who would win between the two of them um and i would just like everybody know the outcome is uncertain until the very end and that's what chat gpt told me the outcome of everything is uncertain until the very end <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what outcome is yeah but yeah so that's i think that makes us three, right? And so people are, are you got my vote. artificial yeah. intelligence. Um, yeah, I'm going. I think. I think on Earth, the closest thing we have to a xenomorph that is <laughs> a large number of indistinguishable monsters that have scary, scary mouths inside of their mouths, and seem to have no compassion or respect. For life. Oh man, now I'm just picturing the poster with the goose right next uh-huh. to her head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Alien 3. Yeah. And so I, I think because Ripley has defeated the xenomorphs on multiple occasions, she would, she would of course, dispense with the goose. Now, is that, is that four? That. That's four. Do we. Andy, I'm sure you're still. Goose, right? I mean, if the goose beat Dutch, it's not losing to Ripley. <laughs> he doesn't even want to be voting the way he's voting. <laughs> <laughs> A terrible consistency. But may I direct you to the uh, softly erotic tail vent, Aaron Fox? No, no, I'm still pondering that deeply. <laughs> we all got hot. We all got hot by that, right? Like it did, it did something for everyone. Yeah, was I mean, you had me. It gently cups her breast. <laughs> Do you think that, that being said, I mean, do th- I want to see goose versus birds. See, okay. Do you think they went to their honeymoon this. on a chopper? Like, did, what's that? Did they go to their honeymoon on a chopper? Oh yeah, they they took a chopper. <laughs> okay, well that's. I mean, it's who, who else has voted goose? Is it just? Uh, oh, so okay. Jamo's got goose. So it's three. Do we get a? Is there a Pat Stork? 
Oh yes, I'm sorry. Because um, I think because I think he he said what we were all thinking. Um, I'm picturing the Alien Three image with a goose, but still think Ripley would throw some bread breadcrumbs and cigarette butts into an airlock and wait. <laughs> well, that just, which is pretty good. I think which that makes it what, was was going to you know the venue that the venues in in space on a ship. Yeah, I, which it most likely will be. I think. Uh, I think that's Ripley all day. It's definitely not there, but sure. I mean, my. Okay. <laughs> I think we have to accept the vote from. But yeah, we would not be on her home turf. No, they've all been on the animals' home turf. Yeah, but, yeah. I think. I think Ripley advances. But yeah, so that is that's official. That's five votes for Ripley. Yep. Uh, all right. I'm excited to see what Andy does next round. <laughs> Ripley's winning the whole fucking thing now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, if Ripley beat the goose that beat Dutch. <laughs> what does any of this even mean? Well, I mean, I think you got to look at it as like as like hockey playoffs, right? Andy, of like if it's a brand new season when the playoffs start, just because like just because you, you know, beat the Flyers doesn't mean you're going to beat the Bruins, right? Sure. <laughs> Up next, I'm guessing John Wick is back, and he's facing snakes on a plane. Okay, so let, me give you, let me give you Pat's take, because I think it's it's worth noting. <clears throat> John Wick makes snake nunchucks. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> to fight the other snakes. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think he uses the snakes to defeat the snakes. He I, would. I do think it's important to note, because we this sort of came up previously with just John Wick's resilience. So even if I guess in the JMO scenario from last round, if somehow the snakes were to trick him into giving his people keep asking me if I'm back, I'm guessing I'm back monologue that I still think he can absorb venom and he doesn't seem to die. So I think that he could take a lot of punishment from snakes a wave have of snakes. We, have we seen John Wick um, poisoned? He Is has venomed? to have been poisoned, I feel like. Oh, Aaron? Does he have a bulletproof suit on? He, he always has a bulletproof suit on. So I think sh then for I'm sure. To be honest, I feel like he wins against the snakes this time. Yeah, because yeah. he, he does that move Yeah, where he like puts his arm up when the snakes jump at him. I have no idea. I have never seen any of the John Wick movies. But no, that's a good... Uh, he does have a bulletproof suit. So yeah, yes. for, for sure. I did know that. Um, yeah. So I feel like the venomous snakes would not be able to bite him because he has this bulletproof suit on. And then he could kill with a gun, as I've stated before. I, that weighs heavily for me. Uh, the one constricting snake. Yeah. That's the, that's got to be the final boss, right? I think that's, that's yeah. There's always one like really good fight where somebody who is really good at their element faces off against John Wick, and it's like he just takes a punishment, but he comes out on top because he can just take more punishment. Yeah. Well, he like I think I read recently. I was there's an interview with the new movie that I think he kills 38 people in the first movie. <laughs> well, that's. That's kind of what what I'm thinking is that like he goes through fights where he's just going like one after the other after the other after the other. Yeah, so isn't that just like throwing a snake here and a snake there and just moving through them? Like I actually think he's probably the best suited to take on a swarm of animals because what is that if not like moving through a club and just 
you know, yeah, dealing with people. Yeah. Also, his like mate. I haven't watched the John Wick movies in a while, but like he's fighting Russians, right? I mean, it's it's a mix. It's a but, mix, but like, but, but like, in the first movie, it's all Russians. Eastern European yeah. stereotypes. Yeah. So then he's definitely been poisoned. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, I I think that's a great point. Like, How about Wick. Yeah, Wick. Wick is prepared for waves and waves of the same thing attacking him. Yeah. And surprises too. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's ready for them to like pop out of the overhead compartments and. Mm-hmm. Also, Lars, do you want to weigh in with that really weird, he's going to take knives and stab them all in the back of the head thing? <laughs> oh yeah. So I was thinking he would just have a bunch of knives and stab them all in the back of the head. So that was probably why he would win. He just <laughs> Thank um, you. Handed, handed to him by Lance Reddick. Everyone stand up. Everybody oh, stand oh, up. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this one's John Wick all the way. Those mindless, those those mindless slithering beasts. Is there? John Wick. It, it, does anyone want to vote for the snakes? It doesn't look like it. I mean, I'm just gonna say a lot I, of head shakes. I'm just gonna say I like snakes. I think I think they get a bad rap. Snakes are red. Snakes are red. Yeah. Snakes are cool. All right. R.I.P. Snakes. Does the plane <laughs> die too? Yep. <laughs> All right. R.I.P. The plane. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that plane. Well, I, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. All right. Our final match sees Foxy Brown and her pack of wolves against Jaws. <laughs> this is. I forgot this was coming, and I got excited again. <laughs> this is interesting. It is interesting. So- I mean, if it's not on Jaws home turf, this is an easy win for Foxy Brown and her pack of wolves. I think it has to be the same scenario as last yeah. time. I think the wolves and, and Foxy Brown are on the orca together. I mean, wolves are very adept swimmers. And, one and there's of, a lot of them. And one of the wolves has to tell a story about being on the USS Indianapolis as they're <laughs> traveling. <laughs> <laughs> those, those eyes roll over white. <laughs> But also, I got Foxy and the Wolves. But also, do the wolves actually make Jaws even more irritable because it's just more like, does Jaws get hungrier for the wolves? Like, just views <laughs> them as more food to kind of like seek Ac- on the According boat. to Duran Duran, nothing is hungry like the wolf. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, if we're assuming any level of biological accuracy, sharks have very slow metabolisms. Mm-hmm. So eating one wolf would sate it for a very long time. Well, if that's the case, technically, I'm not saying she would do this, but technically couldn't Foxy just throw one of the wolves to Jaws and win that way? Because wouldn't that just satisfy Jaws like and Jaws would go the, away? Satiate the Jaws. So you're also- saying that Foxy Brown is going to satisfy Jaws? Yep. <laughs> That's Great. exactly what I'm saying. Like like the rest of humanity. Yeah, Gently cup her breasts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, Andy, you're just dropping this zoological knowledge on us. <laughs> like, where is this coming from? I did I my research. That's awesome. <laughs> because I have all these Wikipedia pages pulled up to give, like, height and weight and how long they survive and shit. But um, uh, you just apparently have that. So that was pointless. But we also know that Jaws was in no way, shape, or form biologically accurate. So I don't know what water what? that argument holds. 
I do. I do think what um, when Foxy picked up those wolves in the last round, she really that was quite a boon because you just, um, yeah, I think you just throw wolves at this shark until it doesn't want to eat the rest of you, and that's that's what I'm it. saying. Yeah, but then do the wolves turn on Foxy for sacrificing a bunch of? I think it's for the benefit of the pack, and that's why there is a pack. Yeah, I I don't think, like, I'm definitely not imagining Foxy Brown, like, shoving wolves overboard. (laughs) I I think of them as each one is a tearful sacrifice that the the wolf makes on its own to protect the pack and its leader. It's funny because Pat went the opposite route. She said, um, he said, Jaws starves because Foxy and the wolves stay out of the water. Which I guess is always an option when you're fighting Jaws, but he's not hearing the entire scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's missing some of it. They're in space for this battle. (laughs) I I still vote Foxy and the Wolves. I'm going Foxy as well, yeah. That was my favorite children's book, Foxy and the Wolves. The Wolves know they have to go. Yeah. Foxy and one less wolf. Mm -hmm. Fewer. One fewer wolf. Oh, thank you, (laughs) Professor. (laughs) <laughs> do you think the wolf might take one of those oxygen tanks with it like it drags it <laughs> that's <laughs> metal as fuck i shot this wolf and he exploded inside of a shark <laughs> like that was the plan all right um it sounds like it's foxy brown like are we lock it in yeah yeah jonathan do you want to make a case for shark absolutely not um I do do want to say, though, I think this is kind of a Jonah and the whale situation. And that wolf just gets swallowed whole and then works its way out, killing Jaws. So I think. Like it just eats its way out from the inside of Jaws? I think it is uh, eat, claw, tears Jaws apart. Yeah. Um, Well, I've always heard there are two wolves inside of Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) Does it make its way back to Foxy? Of course. Yes. Oh, for sure. It, it's its own. It's its own series, but then it's a it, homeward bound story. Yeah. 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 Is that what happened in the Old Testament? Jonah ate himself out of that fish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you if you didn't know, it was a Friday. Uh, That's what it was. It was yeah. a Friday. It was Friday during Lent. <laughs> hey, Commissioner. Yo. So we have three humans. We have one three animal. humans. How do we want to handle this? As we go into the final four round. Um, well, well here's one the is thing. an animal and, and humans. Yeah, a human so and an animal. We have them matched up perfectly right now because we have a group of birds um, against Ellen Ripley. And John Wick is facing off not only against Foxy Brown, but Foxy Brown and a pack of wolves. All right. So we feel good about that? We're good. I think, we, I think we're really good with that. Yeah. All right. Well. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of the Hobo Mabel Madness Memorial tournament of happy champions by the way since we were wrapping up kind of early and we didn't ask this last time are are there things that the people that have joined us want to mention or plug or anything yeah yeah okay should we do it i will (laughs) no i just wanted to know if there were things that you wanted to mention okay good and join us next time on, <laughs> um, okay I'll, I'll just you know i'll, I'll just start I'll start in the, the the western order upper left aaron fox what would you like to promote or plug please i would like to promote trans rights and i would yeah. also like to promote people donating to their local or the baltimore 
abortion fund. Um, something that is really challenging for a lot of people right now. And uh, one of the best things you can do is give people money so they can get health care. Yeah. Boom. Boom. And remember when you're talking to your shitty family members who have crappy opinions, agree to disagree does not count for human rights. Andy McIntyre, what would you like to plug or promote? Um, I do this podcast with Joel. <laughs> it's called The Silver Linings Playback, and we watch malign movies and try to find their silver linings. And it's real fun, and you should listen. New episodes every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. I can I can tell you as a listener that is a very fun show. Um, it, it's a lot of positive vibes and also a lot of hilarity when you are really trying to find something nice to say about what I know is a genuinely shitty movie. <laughs> uh, Marty McGuire. Hello. Yes, uh, I'm part of a podcast that I'm going to dare Jonathan to promote and I'm going to skip right over it. Uh, but you can also find me uh, streaming Mondays uh, at twitch.tv slash nowsayers. We play a game called Capes in the Dark, where we are super powered teens trying to make our way through the world. Uh, and it's a confusing uh, mess of hormones and uh, emotions and fascism. Uh, I'm also, um, I think that's it. That's, that's it. This round, we got one more of these, right? I'll, I'll save save some spice for the for next week. Hell Tune yeah. in next week to this show to find my next promo. What a fucking showman, JMO, <laughs> hit us. Uh, the XFL is back, and <laughs> motherfuckers are under. <laughs> are undefeated and uh i think that that's just a joy to have a, a local team that's doing well in a in a, a footballing event that is run by dwayne the rock johnson um check them out Man, up. we are hurting for champions in baltimore molly regan <laughs> anything to promote or plug uh, I just want to shout out an organization I really like that's called Sela uh, NHC, stands for Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz, and Atwater Village Hollywood Neighborhood Homelessness Coalition that just does a lot of really good mutual aid uh, outreach for uh, unhoused people in East LA and just uh, generally remind people that unhoused people are your neighbors, they're not intruders. And uh, don't be a dick to people who are struggling on the streets. Yes. And for anyone who um, from this point forward in my life asked me why I'm a socialist, I will point you to the unhoused issue in Los Angeles. Joel Murphy. Remember, question everything. And shut up and call a lawyer. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. 
every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.